Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Distraction Pieces Podcast, episode 62, and we've got a special today. We've got two people on. You know it's rare that I have two people on, um, but they're people that I love dearly. It's uh, Brett Goldstein and John Drever, who are the people behind an amazing new film called Super Bob. But they're also just fascinating people to talk about, about um, stand-up and about independent uh, British cinema. Um, I should get to the, the... speechdevelopmentrecords.com plug here head to speechdevelopmentrecords.com we've got loads of merch we've got mugs all sorts of good stuff um we're gonna have some new stuff on the secret team 3w page soon but or not uh, this is where i should explain at the at the live show which there's an advert for i've mentioned um we're gonna have some exclusive t-shirts and a limited run of team 3w mugs um that are amazing if there's any left on both of these then they're going to go on the team 3w store we are going to have a new t-shirt in there anyway soon so that's happening anyway but anyway speech check us out support us it's all very much appreciated but on today's podcast today's guest has said brett goldstein amazing stand-up i've been a big fan of for a long while uh we met at a gig put on by richard sandlin um he then hit up hit me up about this idea of doing these these shorts called corner boys all of this is into this all all of this is in the podcast but then through that i met john draver who he's worked with for years and they're just amazing um i mentioned in the podcast that this podcast was meant to go out on october 14th now i've moved it forward to october 7th because on october 16th super bob comes out um and i know you don't all, all listen on the day of release and as you'll hear from the podcast again there's no pressure obviously but i think you'll hear from the podcast that it's really important to support British films and British cinema. So I'm hoping you'll all go and check it out. But more excitingly, as I also mentioned in the podcast, we've just confirmed it for an exclusive screening at my film club at the Prince Charles Cinema. So yeah, that's crazy exciting. We're going to have that on Sunday the 18th. So Sunday the 18th of October. Please grab your tickets now because the last film club was train spotting and it almost sold out and the hype behind super bob is insane it's got a four-star review in empire um it's won four awards um it's been winning awards everywhere it won a, a best film at comic con F- at philadelphia um it uh, the loco uh f- a film awards, the loco discovery award it won it won four at f- uh, the film quest award so yeah it's winning everything and it's awesome. So I'd appreciate if you could come along, grab them tickets quickly um, because we're also going to be screening for the first time our Corner Boys shorts. Um, so you'll get to see me and Brett in Corner Boys on the big screen. And then afterwards, we're going to have Brett and John up on stage to join me for the Q&A. So yeah, I think you can tell from this introduction alone that it's a very special one. So I'll get onto the podcast now. Now we recorded the podcast before we'd confirmed it. We actually had the idea on the podcast. So yeah, that's exciting. Hope you enjoy it. This is episode 62. Did I say 61 earlier? I'm not sure. Anyway, either way, it's episode 62 of the Distraction Pieces podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze, Mike. If I say anything, squeeze. If you don't, okay. Give me. We have a shutdown. Yeah, sure. 
Well, well, I mean, that's the perfect start to the the podcast. Um, I'm joined, I'm joined today by by Brett and John, Brett Brett Goldstein and John Drew. How you doing, man? How you doing, guys? Hello, Good, thank how are you? you? Good. It's good. good to have you here. Um, we were discussing that. beforehand, and it's something that I, I found with Neil Maskell is it's almost pointless having actors on because <laughs> there's so much they can't talk about yeah. every time. And Brett, you were particularly you're particularly scared that you're going to say things that you're not meant to say, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I let's hope that doesn't happen. I think I realised it's a set. I was saying when I my first two stand-up shows were, you know, true stories yeah. from my life that were about people in my life, uh, but they aren't famous people, so doesn't matter. I can change the name and you yeah. don't know who yeah, it is yeah, and it's yeah, fine. Yeah. And then in the last few years, I've been very lucky and very excited to do all this stuff and it's really great and exciting. Yeah. But it also means I don't have any stories no, I can you tell don't. anymore. No, you can't switch to... You can't, I can't just change the name. To David Dasselhoff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I'm joking. He's got no stories. It's all right. It's just, I just keep because he's done a thing with David Hasselhoff recently, and everyone wants stories about Hasselhoff. But anyway, we'll we'll I'm get to any. that. Got 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 we'll get to that shortly. Um, I'm gonna go. We're we 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 we. I mean, the timing of this is because of Super Bob, which yeah. is amazing, guys. Congratulations! Thank you very much. Um, comes out on October fourteenth, right? Sixteenth. Sixteenth. But queue up. I didn't want to look. I didn't want to look. <laughs> There's a picture next to me that tells me, but I didn't want to look. I wanted to, to look as if I know exactly right, and I've messed it up. It's October sixteenth, obviously. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. why would it come out on a on a a, a Tuesday? Yeah. Huh? Wednesday. Wednesday. Exactly. Fuck. Yeah. Come on, kid. <laughs> <laughs> someone just put a calendar on the wall for me um but i want to build up to that if that's okay so so who wants to start because i want to hear about your kind of your 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 early are your beginnings let's go john what, okay what was your kind of your you've you've directed and you've just in fact have you just been winning awards again you've just yeah been well, off winning just, awards haven't you I've, thanks for asking but yeah, we just came back from, from the emmys um where emmys our, yeah they, that's an american thing that's right? an american thing yeah <laughs> um uh yeah so so i run uh grain media which is yep, where we're it's where we are now right now it's beautiful Very thank pretty. you isn't it we're on the seventh floor of grain media yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, Grey Media is a small production company in South London, and I run it with my business partner Orlando von Einzidel. Yeah, who's from Brixton, um, and he made a film called Varunga. Right. Well, he directed it. We all made it, and that has done very, very well. Got Oscar nominated and wow. Oscar nominated and won an Emmy, and it's won like fifty odd awards. And everyone should watch it. Yeah, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, and that's done really, really well for us. But that's the, that's the sort of culmination, I suppose, of ten years of hard work getting yeah. brain media to where it's where it's at. So, so, what kind of growing up? What what film or TV or documentaries kind of were you into and excited you? And then what kind of made you go? Oh, I reckon I can do that. This looks yeah. This it's, looks easy. Um, it's all down to skateboarding. Right. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. used to make skate films. Well, first I was a skater. Yeah. And then I was really bad at it. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but I loved how it looked. I loved the aesthetic. Um, I loved, you know, the sort of creativity behind it. Yeah. And I just poured over skate mags, and then and then I started making skate films. And S- skateboarding was genuinely, I think, important in bringing um, kind of 
a low budget documentary making it's as silly as it sounds but it was it was one of the first things that really made people just go i need to film this but then they would be edited together and they would have music and they would have a replays yeah. and all that kind of thing which yeah. you it, that was new at that point. Documentaries were generally these huge things that were very serious and taken on. And skateboarding was one of the first ones to kind of go, let's just make... Look at the cool sh- a sh- a shit we do yeah. over the park. Isn't yeah, this yeah. awesome? No, it's true. And, and and also, you know, it's you didn't know it at the time. Like So, I, so the, the, I made a few skate films and then I set up this little business called UKVM, which was like a little video magazine about the UK skate industry. Yeah. And exactly what you're saying, I used to do like interviews and trick tips and and location guides like real sort of documentary or yeah. factual entertainment <clears throat> but also i was like i was producer director film uh cinematographer distributor mm. and like all of it but i mm. didn't know i was just i was just making skate films you must have been really bad at skating i was if fucking you, awful <laughs> if you had to do all of these other jobs <laughs> yeah, taken yeah. on oh i'll do that so, yeah. no i'll do that as well yeah. I'll, I'll do that yeah. just don't, don't make me ollie that <laughs> No, I've got a distribution <laughs> meeting. Um, oh, it's so sadly who's true. Who's going to post yeah. this? Who's going to post this if I don't? Take <laughs> your skateboard and we pick it out. <laughs> but it's true, you don't realise it when you're doing it. And I think yeah. a lot of people that have come up through, it doesn't just have to be action sports, but any kind of niche thing where you're being creative and you're doing it just because you enjoy it, I don't think you realise quite how much you learn. Yeah. Uh, you know, unlike say going to film school where you're going to lessons and you're learning and you know what you're learning i think when you're doing things like making skate films you don't know that you're learning and you learn so much exactly and you learn as stupid as it will sound it's more exciting because you learn exactly what you need at that moment yeah it's not like where you're going to learn a million things in theory forget half of them not not use it's like how do i make this happen right Mm -hmm. i've learned that now yeah. I'm moving on. It's not. That's it's not right. learning every intricate yeah. detail of the editing program or, no. or whatever you use. It's yeah. like here's what well, we you need to make it look cool. With yeah. your music, completely. Can all, you just do it. Yeah, I mean, or, or, or I mean, uh, relating just more directly on on the video front, on mm. on doing the music videos. Me mm. and and Tom. Of course, you do them yourself don't again. You? Yeah, and all the editing part of that. When, yeah, we started just editing them because we had no one else to, and then. By the end of it, it's like, no, we're choosing to now because it's like there's some good things that we're getting out and, and making work. And that was exactly the, the same. It's sitting down there for hours and hours with some programme to to make the tiniest changes that no one's ever going to notice. But yeah. again, you're learning that, that intricacy yeah. there, I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was basically my starting point with skate films and then I sort of sold that business to another production company and then that's where I met my, my business partner, Orlando, and yeah. that was... Ten years ago, and we we we, um, <clears throat> we pitched for this TV show called Gen X, which is was the Extreme Sports Channel's yep. flagship show, and um, and we won that, and and we were like twenty five, and it was a fourteen part wow. TV series all around the world. Was that nerve wracking? Was that? Oh, uh, hang on, man. we don't actually know what it we're was doing. Incre- I mean, like the the I will never forget the moment we went into this. We've been strung out for weeks. Not literally strung out, not like on drugs. <laughs> it was a hard yeah, time. It was a hell of a celebration. <laughs> <laughs> now we'd been—they'd been like putting off decision for ages. They brought us into the meeting and said, "You've got the job." And that moment was just—I yeah. mean, absolutely life-changing moment. You know, we started the business yeah. off the back of it. But then, you know, like five minutes later, we're like, "Fuck, we've got to do it." How now. do we do this? Yeah. And and that you know, so skate films was like my film school, I suppose, and making Gen X was like how I learned to become a professional filmmaker. Yeah. And that's 
bit of a difference because you've got to start pleasing clients and do budgets. I was going to say, it's, kind of it's such a difference because yeah. as well, it's that weird thing as well, the exciting thing of when you've come up with the people that you've come up with, you all learnt together. Yeah. Whereas as soon as you're then having to work or working with people who didn't learn with you, there's that fear of they might know what that bit of kit's called that we've never used and I, never I mean, heard of. Or just constantly yeah. things like that. It's like, what's that thing that's going over, that's hanging off your shoulder and it's making the camera float? Exactly. It's like, oh, what, can we use one of them? Yeah. It's like, you know, there's those weird and, things. And you've got to, you know, I'd be in meetings and people would say things like, uh, so anyway, at the next PPM, blah, 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 and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I'd make a little note that says PPM question mark. Figure <laughs> out what the hell that is. <laughs> go, yeah, I'd go home and I'd be like, oh, pre-production meeting after I'd seen, you know, Postman's Please Miss and something, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then I just sort of, we just went from there. It's a great way to learn. And I'm a big fan of, I, I'm not against, uh, I don't think our education system in the UK is amazing, but I also think there's nothing wrong with spending time in, in, in education and all that. But equally, I think in so much of the arts, which would all of this come under, you can learn so much on the job and just mm-hmm. being there and being in the middle of it. And, I, I did photography at uni for a year and I stopped because I was like, this should be stuff, not that I'm getting paid for, but that I'm learning in a professional manner and building contacts and reputation rather than doing all this. And at the end of it, I just know the other people in my class. Do you know what I mean? I've yeah. not built a network. I've not yeah. built any experience yeah. outside of this. We're all graduating together in the same place. And now we're just enemies, essentially, because yeah. we're fighting over the but same I, stuff. I think and, also there's, there's a good, as a sort of, producer I suppose and as an employer in this industry I always feel like there's no excuse to not make a film yeah so everybody has an HD camera in their pocket yeah completely and everybody has access to editing software everybody does you know if you have a phone pretty much yeah so you if you want to be a filmmaker go and make a film yeah and it really is as simple as that I've I I remember when I had Josie Long on I was saying that my main thing I think the reason I'm doing I think I've got friends, I've grown up with people who who could be better than me at most of the things I've done, and mm. the main difference is I've done them. Yeah. And this is it's literally that. I've gone, right, I'll I'll do that then, yeah, and then yeah. done it. And it's, all right, it wasn't good at first, and then it is good, and then this and yeah. that, and it's, it's a big difference. So, yeah. Brett, have you always been yes. funny? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, no. <laughs> you. I mean, you're 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 the lead in Super Bob. Yeah. Um, you've been in tons of TV shows and, and different <laughs> things. I want to talk about. But was the start stand up? Was it starting no, off doing start comedy? Was uh, acting was the right. start. I I think I always wanted to be an. I think I wanted to be an actor, and then I really liked writing, and then I always wrote, and then. I wrote something for school and my dad said to me, you know, writing's a job, you can't do it as yeah. a job. And I was like, oh, really? And I remember thinking, oh, that'll be all right. And then when I was acting, when I finished university, me and John did, we got cast together in lots of, we went to university together and we got cast by yeah. a guy in loads of things together because we had tremendous sexual chemistry on stage. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> and, uh, it's oozing here. Yeah, well, that's why we've never done it because we don't want to ruin... Can't ruin yeah. it. You yeah. can't consummate that because no. then it'll be over. Exactly, it, yeah. needs, to be, it needs to be preserved. But, but also, yeah. actually, from what Pip was saying, because we've I known I mean, you could have put shirts on, but, you know... <laughs> Sorry, Pip, I thought you wouldn't mind. Because <laughs> um, we've known each other since we were kids and um, 
And actually, I right. think what, what Brett's always had, and ever since we were like little teenagers, was a natural ability to tell a story. Yeah. So he was always the guy who would just tell these amazing stories and, you know, they'd be funny and whatever and all of that. But it's the fact that he... And it's only now that I can go back and think about it, sort of analyse the playground that and yeah. go, oh, he was really great at structuring a story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, guys, here's the Act 2 reveal. Yeah, here's the setup. <laughs> I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've mentioned it before on, on, on the podcast, but the, the, the one year I did uh, the Edinburgh Fringe, I got there a day early and went to see a Brett show yeah. and, um, and Tom Rosenthal's as well. And it made me not want to do my show because because <laughs> mine was I, it it felt to me more like a gig. I had yes. I had a load of different poems. Yeah. I had some jokes I'd written in between. Whereas getting to see Brett show, it was one amazing story that took you on journeys, had yes. ups and downs, had intense <laughs> moments, had genuinely this isn't funny anymore moments in yeah. a good way. Not yeah, you know, yeah. no, no, I'm going to leave. In in, in, in <laughs> this has got intense. This has got serious, and just so many movements and ups and downs so well it's it, nice of you to say but then i went to see your show the next night and wanted to end my own life i mean <laughs> thanks so good we probably shouldn't hang out or know each other yeah, yeah, yeah. we're clearly not good for <laughs> yeah. each other clearly yeah. just make each other sad but um, <laughs> so was i that... was like fuck this <laughs> <laughs> bollocks absolutely <laughs> seriously yeah. um i want to talk so, just briefly about that sh- uh, show actually we're going to go back and forth right. so much but that show it it I was gutted. It didn't win everything. Which, one, which show was Man, that? I'm with you. It was basically it was it was about masturbation and it was oh the porn one. Yeah, yeah. and it was right. What you know? Absolutely. Not the, not the it was abso- again. It blew me away. The fact that it was addressing a sniggery subject, but wasn't sniggery. It was addressing yeah. an awkward subject, but was it was one. It was a show I was comfortable to, to, to recommend to my mum. Yeah, even she though can. yeah yeah. She, yeah. She, she came along and she's now stopped watching porn as well so yeah. big big revelation it changed one woman's life done your job um, but yeah how how did it come to to, to comedy then because like, was it that thing of right I've actually got some stories I know that... I, I, I'd secretly always I'd secretly always loved stand up yeah but I was always completely terrified of it and I thought it was just something that I loved but I wouldn't never think I could do because I was too scared of it. It was the scariest thing I could imagine someone doing. But every time I'd go up to Edinburgh and I'd go up to Edinburgh and do plays yeah. that I'd write or whatever, but I'd go and see... I wouldn't see plays. I'd see stand-up. See stand-up and I loved it. Yeah. And then one year, the year before I started, it was the first time that I watched it and thought, oh, right, it's not like magic. It is a skill and it's something that I could see. Oh, you must work at this. It's not. You're not born that way. You have to... Yeah. Like, and then when I got back from Edinburgh, I was like, there was a course, and I was like, I'll do this course. Because I didn't know anything. I didn't even know about open mic nights, nothing. Yeah. And I thought, I'll just try it. I'll do this course. The whole reason I was going to do this course is because at the end of the course, you had to do a gig. And right. I thought, I'm so scared of this. I'm it's not going to do it. Unless yeah. someone kicks me on stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the course was like every Sunday. They didn't tell anyone I was doing it. Yeah. So everyone just thought I'd got religious. Cause it was a one day course. No, it was like oh every Sunday for a period eight Sundays, yeah. and uh, and then at the end of the eight Sundays, whatever you did a gig, and the gig was like amazing. But of course, it was amazing because it was a lot of people who were friends of the people who were doing the course, so they were the nice audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of that, I then realised, fuck, you've got to get 
I sort of realised, because I, I thought all the people that I love in stand-up, all the people who are my favourites, have all been going ten years or more. So I thought, this takes ten years. Yeah, yeah, This is a ten-year yeah. apprenticeship or something. Yeah. So then I realised I've got to do as many gigs as I can in the next ten years. And yeah. so How many have you done now? Because you count, don't you? 1,600 and something. 1,600. So, uh, anyway. Counting, counting not your strong point then. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat, but anyway, <laughs> I started and I thought, uh, and then the second gig died hor- yeah. horrendously, and then died horrendously for, well, years. It's it, and, it's one of the scariest jobs to take on. I think you do like again. It's just from what I've seen, it just can be so cr- crushing and 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 scary, as yeah. said, because it's really you're 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 putting yourself out there, and then you're I don't know. What, Wanting a laugh and not getting a laugh is right. one of the most unpleasant things. <laughs> nothing, I mean, I mean, just just, just yeah. if, you, if, if you if you if you if yeah. you're, you're you've got a new girlfriend and you've yeah. got your favourite comedy film and you put it on uh-huh. and she doesn't laugh, it's horrible. Yeah. You had nothing to do with that comedy yeah. film. You didn't yeah. write that, but it still kills it still you because yeah. you had expectation yeah. for that laugh. Yeah, you change that to being change that to being it's your laugh that you wrote <laughs> yeah. and the laugh isn't coming. Yeah, that's got to be. I Even mean, more listen, there crushing. Are, the, the, <laughs> it's still, I still feel it. When you have a bad gig, I mean, yeah. there's there's literally nothing worse, and I've had people die that I care yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say the feeling of a bad uh, gig. See, that got a laugh. Is, see? <laughs> see? Is, is you feel like, you know, you feel like scum. You feel like you do not deserve yeah. to walk the streets. Yeah. You but, I mean, you take it badly, though. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you think, think everyone feels like it's... I mean, the time it takes me to get over a bad gig now is shorter than yeah. it used to be. Yeah. But it, you, in the beginning, the first, like, horrendous gig you have is, like, oh, you you feel like everyone everyone knows. Like, yeah. every, when you're walking down the street, they're looking at you like, oh, that's the guy that's who, the guy who had that, bad had gig. that terrible gig in front yeah. of ten people. We were one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I had, um, when I did my spoken word tour, I brought Brian Gittins on for a few oh, shows yeah. who you've worked with and uh, I'm a big fan of. He's I think great. he's amazing. But he's written one of the most um, mentally challenging characters ever. Because he was the it, it, if if his gig goes perfectly for me, yeah. f- at least fifty percent of the crowd don't know what the fuck's going on, yeah. and the rest are a bit confused but amused. That's like yeah. that's the pinnacle. If that's, that's happening, I'm in tears. Yeah. He's coming off each night because again, he's doing it to largely a music crowd. <laughs> he's coming off all night going, "Oh, I'm so sorry." I hope and just being himself, I'm like, that was amazing. Like <laughs> that's what I wanted. <laughs> the London one, he's literally doing his big finale with music, and he's just. <laughs> screaming just do something play because no one was reacting it's just like, genuinely having this breakdown and i was in tears and mates of mine we still reference that just of a do some play anything uh-huh. like this. and then he had to walk off in silence and oh, i was great. like amazing and he was like i'm sorry if i've ruined your gig man <laughs> sorry if i've ruined it but but yeah so uh, i guess the advantage there though is you can go well it's not me it's a character, whereas if you're going oh, yeah, up there yeah, as Brett telling is... stories from your life and all yeah, this... Yeah, what you're saying as an audience, if you don't like me, you're saying, I don't think you're funny and I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> As a yeah. human being, you disgust yeah. me. But, but can I just say, as yeah. as an audience member, yeah. that's not what we're thinking. What are you thinking? I'm, we're, not, we're definitely not thinking, I hate you. No. We're not yes. thinking that, Brett. It's more just I don't like care me, about I you. I do <laughs> like you, but also any time... You know, when I've been to gigs and stuff and, I've, and I haven't... A, a joke hasn't hit... 
Mm. It hasn't made me hate the comedian. I've just gone, oh, that didn't hit. I love, I love the idea of the audience taking as long to get over it as the comedian <laughs> yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Audience for those like that fucking guy, that guy. Do you remember when that guy? You're right, Mary. You're yeah. right, Mary. I'm not, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Last Tuesday. Yeah. Have you heard of Brett Goldstein? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what was your 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 introduction to, to comedy growing up, though? The first time I ever saw you was at. Um, Oh, we both did a uh, night yeah. with Rich Sandlin, yeah. and you were talking a lot there of of growing up in strip club and just yeah. all sorts of just a, a, a wonderfully like as if you'd you'd been prepping to be a stand up your whole life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what was yeah? What, what was your kind of upbringing and what drew you to with stand up? What to uh... let's go upbringing first, as I mentioned. You grew up like I don't need you to do that whole routine because okay. that that ruin it for That'd future. Out, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in Sutton. <laughs> And uh, I, I tell you what it was the thing was because I always loved film yeah. and Sutton was the first place to have a UCI multiplex. Oh, I think really? It was one of the first multiplexes in England, maybe. There's not a lot of UCIs about anymore. Yeah, is there? I don't the think UCI it is was UCI, the yeah. that was yeah that, that was, was the first, first one anyway, yeah. wasn't it? It was like yeah. And there was a man, and I always think about this man, and now when I think back on it, I think maybe he was a pedo, but yeah. at the time I didn't. But there was a man, he was a, a skinhead, much older, who worked at the UCI. So I used to go to UCI all the time. It's what I did on a Saturday. Yeah. Uh, go see films. And I would sneak into the films I couldn't get in. And yeah. there was a guy who sort of befriended, who worked there, who befriended us. And he was the first person I met who was, like, really funny. He was really, like, funny. But mm. now I think about it, I think he was hanging out with children. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what... When I look back at it, I go, well, it was a bit odd, actually. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I'm sure know. it's fine. It's probably an assumption. There's a lot of yeah. people who are socially awkward and, you know... Yeah. But you're at I work, remember... you're the cool guy when you're at work. He probably goes yeah. home. He, he's probably a stand-up and just... I, I he's destroyed him. every night from bad gigs and he's just <laughs> trying to have fun at work and now you're calling him a pedo. Yeah, well... Jesus. I don't know what age he was, but anyway, he, <laughs> I remember very specifically him making a joke. He was very funny to make jokes and he made a joke about cancer and I remember going... Oh, you can't joke about that. And he said to me, "No, you can. It's important that you joke about yeah. all this stuff." And I was really, oh, I don't know how old I was, and I remember thinking, "Oh, right." And that was the first. He, yeah. that paedophile. I completely, I could, I completely agree on that, and I think it's it's really bizarre, a bizarre thing because I think it's it's bad to go to a gig and laugh at all the horrible stuff that you don't relate to, but mm. then get offended when there's something horrible about something that means yes. something to you. I think that's wrong, but I also think it's completely human and natural. Yeah. Just just realising as, as life goes on, there's certain things that come to that I'm like, yeah, because of personal experiences or whatever, I can't yeah. enjoy that humour anymore, but I'm not then going afterwards and saying, you shouldn't joke about that. But again, that's always the, yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. of you as of people getting annoyed over specific subjects mm. when you've laughed at all the other mm. horrific stuff that's been said yeah. because that one's personal to you in yeah. some way it's not acceptable it's and i've had terrible i've had incidents where people have come up to me after gigs and said like you shouldn't say that and 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 i get it and i don't ever argue with those people i just mm. go well i'm sorry you you know sorry does it have that effect on you yeah because i could say well it's comedy and if you look at the context i'm on the right side of the joke and all that shit but you go i get why you're because I've heard, a, I didn't I, think this venue had wheelchair access. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd get away. With it. Yeah, but yeah, I have a joke. I have a joke which has the word "blind" in it, and I want, and they usually 
I mean, I'd say it's a pretty safe joke. Yeah. And then once I went on stage and I did this joke and it was silence except for one man. I thought, why is that joke not worked? And I looked and there was a blind man at the front and it was just him laughing. Yeah. But he'd seen it's everyone. It's classic, isn't it? Everyone else has seen yeah, him. Everyone and has seen him. We can't laugh at the word blind. Offended. So, so when did you guys kind of start uh, uh, working together? You were cast together a lot. Yeah. When did yeah, you go, I mean, this I... is someone I want to choose to be with rather than... Be, f- be forced into roles with uh, well I don't know I mean I think we've I mean the acting together was great and and, and na- now as now I'm a director I think it's so valuable that I acted for so many years yeah because I, I, I think one of the things that I, I'm alright at is relating to the raving insecurities of an actor let me yeah. say this John is an excellent director for actors amazing mm. with actors and one of the things he does in his Super Bob, I don't know if we're there yet, but... Yeah, we'll get there. And the thing that, <laughs> that I think it was incredible for is he creates the best atmosphere to be in as an actor because you don't feel... He makes you feel very safe and he's yeah. very, he asks the right questions and he, he's Sorry, funny and... that was me. He's lovely. dropped a penny. And uh, he's very good with actors and I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, of course. Again, I, th- I think it's great, though, having that experience of doing everything in some way at some level um yeah partly because it gives you a greater understanding of things i mean partly i mean i found it from from gigging and touring and that of when i'm then the person holding the purse strings it's like right no i understand why <laughs> you deserve that much i mean tour yeah. manager or whatever i remember the first time we got a tour manager and they're expensive and it was like what's he doing he's just putting <laughs> like the gigs are booked yeah, so he's yeah. just doing this and then the first time i tour managed to tour myself i was like wow <laughs> this is really hard work. Yeah. You're doing literally everything. Yeah. We don't magically appear here, there, and yeah. everywhere. So, yeah. I think that's a a great thing, particularly when you're then having a company like Grey Media, where yeah. there's it's an uh, essentially a, a one stop shop for kind of everything. It means that's you've right. got that understanding of all these different areas yeah, right. to to draw from <clears throat> and do, work. I do with. think it's important, and 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 it all goes back to that skateboard mentality of like, well, just go and do it. You know, it's if if you want to make a film, you should just make it happen. Yeah. But but anyway, so so in, to sort of roundabout answer your question, I guess Brett and I have always sort of worked together. But mm. but I, um, we uh, Super Bob was the the short film to segue into that. Yeah. Um, I, I I sort of written written a, an idea for a short film. So so I'd been doing as I said, done skate films, and I was doing sort of factual TV, and I was doing youth culture TV and bits and pieces like that. But I knew that I wanted to get into doing scripted work and I knew I wanted to get into doing comedy specifically. And I'd maybe done a couple of little things, but nothing that I'd really got my teeth into. Um, I'd certainly made one awful short film that was all style (laughs) over substance. Um, Manland. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Look, it's got my dad being spanked. Doesn't by sound s- great, to be honest. <laughs> it's it's no, it's good. it's a really good concept. You should look it look it up. It's yeah. my got yeah. It's got my dad being spanked by a six foot bunny rabbit. It's which, good. Awesome. That which sounds is good. Great. Yeah. But it didn't have a good story or good characters. So anyway, I, I wrote this sort of. It's got rough your dad and a six foot b- bunny, bunny rabbit. rabbit yeah, so I, mean, I question the characters. Yeah. This, that sounds good to me. Well, look, I mean. Well, don't check it out. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it could have worked. But but anyway, when I sort of came up with the concept of Super Bob. I guess being such good friends with Brett, I always knew that I had this great, well, resource to be yeah. cynical about it, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. which I wasn't at the time. Um, and so I, I just called him up and I said, I've got this idea and, I've, and um, I'd really like you to 
to help with it and be in it. And yeah. It kind of went from there. So that was probably... Was that the first thing? No, we'd done a, we'd done a There Will Be Blood uh, Of course we had. Beforehand. We'd done a There Will Be Blood. Actually, we'd done lots of little stupid yeah, things yeah, together. Yeah, but that, this was the project. And again, I think I can... Knowing a bit of the history, I can probably tie that together and explain it in how long it took to get there. You know, the yeah. potential, the, mm. the full starts, the starts, the re-going. But yeah. uh, uh, let's go back to the, the wonderful resource of, of Brett. Yeah. Um, we've not really discussed what Super Bob is at all yet, but it's mm. it's a British superhero movie. Um, and we'll go into more detail, but the thing, the reason, as soon as I sat down to watch it, and I came along and saw a preview of it earlier this year, I think it you was, to, wasn't you it? You came to the, the yeah. actual first the actual first the premiere, yeah. And it's one of them, it's always exciting to be at stuff that people you know are doing, but then there's always that pressure, mm. oh, I hope it's not rubbish. Yeah. Um, oh my God, absolutely. And as yeah. soon as it started, it was great because it's that thing that Brett, in... In most of the things you've 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 had, or, or that I've seen that you've had a level of creative control or input in, you're really good at just doing stuff or having stuff that's funny, but doesn't have to be cynical, doesn't have to be dark, doesn't have to be miserable. It can just be a lovely and nice. And I think that's what was instantly the exciting thing about Super Bob is right. You can just have this guy who's just a superhero, but it's he's lovely, but he's not nerdy in that do you know what I mean it's not that it's a sappy oh he's such a Mm -hmm. this is our comedy character he's still very much the lead but it's just not it's not cynical it's not it's it's, it's not having to be moody or or having a go at anyone kind of thing yeah (laughs) that's nice I mean a lot of that is John not me I would say yeah well well yeah John's very uh, it was very you know there were a few well, actually, no. Never... Okay, I, I guess it's more, as, as much as anything, it's things I've, yeah. I've seen you in as, as well. Because I think um, Derek is a great example of that, yeah. of where it's just genuinely lovely, and yeah. you're just lovely in it, and everyone's <laughs> lovely, and there's 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 your dark bits. But uh, what I, I can't remember what it was, but what was your involvement in the Gittins, um, the pilot? I wrote it with... You wrote, with again, Brian. and Gittins, I thought, was a great example of just... It was just really nice, and it yeah. could have not been because yeah, yeah, his that's... character can be the crudest, most yeah. offensive, most horrible. But it was just really had a lovely heart and was just still funny. Yeah. Didn't didn't have to sacrifice any of the humour to be just nice. That's nice. So, so yeah, I guess that's kind of those. There's a few things like that that that, that yeah. yeah that kind of make it. As soon as you were saying, I realised I had 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 something here to use. It's like yeah, it's the perfect the perfect role in that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the nice... I think I've sort of said a couple of times that I, I, I kind of wanted... Like, nice is often a bit of a dirty word, but it shouldn't be. No. And, like, I really wanted to make a nice film. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. No. <laughs> and, and I think that's that's what we did. And, yeah, Brett's, Brett's script and Brett's acting, I mean, it just brings out this really positive... Hey, Eric. Brett. Hey, you, this guy. <laughs> this guy. On, but, so, so, so tell us a bit more about uh, Super Bob, about the film, about the character, about the concept, um, and then I want to get into the, the the process of it being a short, it being yeah, pitched here, yeah. pitched there. And yeah, then... yeah. Well, it's a film about um, a lonely man looking for love who happens Again, to be... Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Lonely man looking for love, who, who happens to be the world's only superhero. Yeah, and it's sort of that. It's that way round, really. And it's um, yeah. So Brett plays uh, Robert Kenner or Super Bob, as he's known yeah. by the public, who is 
um, an overworked and underappreciated civil servant. Um, Again, the beauty of the realism there being that there's loads of paperwork and stuff yeah. like that to get through when well, you're... The central, one of the central conceits of the film was what, what would it be like if a superhero actually existed yeah. in the real world and he was British and from yeah. Peckham. Yeah. That's where it started. Yeah. And there was a lot of... Uh... I mean, that's kind of where it remains as well. <laughs> 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 yeah. We didn't be too far off that. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, we, you, we were, you can tell. You tell the... Which bit? The Ministry of Defence. Oh, yeah. So during the, the long and extensive research period for this film, which is true... Um, Grain, uh, Grain Media, we'd been, we'd been making some documentaries with the Foreign Office, so I had a right. sort of in with the Foreign Office. And I phoned up our contact there and I said, do you mind if I um, take you for a drink? I'd like to ask you some questions about this other project we're doing. Yeah. Um, and this person said, fine. And I said, is it OK? I'm going to record this interview. And they said, it's off the record. And I said, yep. <laughs> I recorded sure. it anyway. Record. <laughs> And we sat for an hour or so and I asked them questions about what would happen if a superhero actually existed yeah. in, in the real world. And the answers that this person gave just underlined what, the, the satire in our film, yeah. which is that it would become... That's, that's uh, an amazing opportunity to have yeah, that, to get great. that realism in for something that is going to be a fantasy, a fiction, yeah. but mm. and still going to be comedy as well and humour yeah. but to be able to get that realism yeah. in there in that and it was way, terrifying it was I, mean, I mean it's everything that we thought it would be plus i yeah. mean it, it, i mean this person was saying you know so let's say an earthquake happens in iran this is off the record right off the record right <laughs> we're so far removed from the record it's fine say yeah. an earthquake happens in iran and we do have a superhero and they call up and they ask for help we'd say well what about the, the those nukes you know what about yeah, this thing what about be that negotiation thing, you know? there'd be yeah. yeah let's have a little chat about it and then we'll send bob over and help you out. i mean that's what would happen the reality yeah. is so, um britain would become a a, a superpower again because yeah. we would have this superpower, superpower. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's it amazing it was uh, eye opening so what was then the process of you came up with this idea and had it as a short because i remember when when we first started doing mm. a corner boys yeah oh why don't we talk oh, about corner boys yeah we'll get to corner boys oh, as yeah, well we need to get so to that. that's 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 i mean that's going to turn into a, a series ongoing yeah. on yeah. um but so it was when we're doing that i think you'd 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 had the script and it was you know you'd pitched it about i don't know how much you can say is the reason i'm, I'm stopping you i don't know <laughs> if someone <laughs> yeah, had, yeah. if someone had, had optioned it or if it was yeah. being sat on or you if you were being told oh we do want to but we're not sure or yeah. things like that was yeah. there well yeah i mean the, the uh i think we can we can tell the story can tell the story i think parts of the story we were told not to. oh okay i would say <laughs> so it just went very smoothly and swiftly <laughs> basically you wrote it snapped up i would say just in case various people yes, were involved at different stages it, yeah. Right? Yeah. and various people uh, kindly gave us money to develop it uh, as a script which we did uh, for a long time Yeah, and various people shuffled around mm -hmm. much like in political structures, yeah. Well, the someone, film industry, yeah, that's what happens. Someone whose yeah. whose job was this is now in a I different mean, job. I think we're dodging it, but so Donald Trump was invested, basically, <laughs> right? And he then there's been a lot of Donald movement. Trump. Yeah. And then he said, "Hang on, mate, are you got? Is <laughs> yeah. this a Colombian? Is the lead in yeah. this? Not interested? <laughs> not, in not having it. Anyway, yeah. So you know, we we were in development for a long time, and we were with various sort of development funds, and and some of it was great, and some of it was frustrating, and. 
and you know we were mostly on a forward trajectory yeah but, but it that can slow things start. down and be confusing. Oh, so how would, so yeah. how exciting is it when the brakes are then taken off? So, oh, it, so let's get yeah. to the positive yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, going. Yeah, it was yeah, restricted. Yeah. This, but so when the brakes are taken off and you're going, all oh, right, this thing that because there must have been points that you're kind of thinking this isn't this isn't really going to happen. Well, yeah, you can have that yeah. moment of mm. oh, we're signing this up. Yeah. Yes, and then oh, it's on the back burner or yeah. it's this or that for so long. You have got to start thinking. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what I what I didn't realize until we made this film was that. The term green light is a is a contractual term, yeah. which is once every part. It's a bit like buying a house when you exchange. Or, yeah. Um, uh, all the parties have to literally sign the con- agree the term, sign the contract, then you're green lit. Um, and sometimes in some productions that can actually happen after the cameras have started rolling because yeah. some people can just be slow. So you're waiting your whole time for this green light, and it might it might actually never come, or it might come until way down the process. Yeah, and for completely. us. The green light didn't come until two weeks before we started shooting. Really? Wow. So you have this yeah, constant... You don't really have that it's moment intense. you're talking about yeah. where the brakes are off because you're always stressed. Yeah, and you're too, it's you're too late to enjoy it at that yeah. point anyway. You're like, yeah. oh, thank fuck, we're, we're in the middle of it all. So what I would have loved to have happened and what I'd like to do on next films that, that we do, um, and I don't know if this is even possible, I don't know if this is even a thing, I'd love it if you get to green light and you have certainty and then you can sort of stop and have a moment and say, all right, let's just, hold on a second, let's just work it out. Yeah. And then, you know, have a little, just, you know, cross all the T's and dot all the I's yeah. or whatever and then get going. But I don't think that, I don't know if it ever happens. I don't, it happens I don't think, Indies. I think it <clears throat> never happens. I think unless you're Marvel and you have yeah. millions and millions and millions to yeah. keep. I realise, I think everything happens. It's like once the train's going, you you yeah. can't stop it. Or, or I'm, again, I'm probably not allowed to say anything. But I've <laughs> not I've not been in trouble for anything yet. But this <laughs> this, this 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 the bastard executioner, which I'm working yeah. on this yeah. this Kurt Sutter series. With that, it blew my mind. Like when I was first meeting him to discuss this character, mm. was hearing how much they've spent on the pilot and yeah. how oh, huge yeah. this is, and then him sitting there saying, "I've got this character for you." But we've not. It's not been confirmed that we've got a series yet. And so yeah. you've been filming for three months, mm. and you've spent crazy money. But that's how it works, and particularly with TV in America, mm. when you have pilot season and everything else, yeah. it's like it's not as simple as just no. here we go. So it was cr- cr- crazy. I had a similar thing of going home. Like he's asked me to audition for, <laughs> for this role. I mean, it might never exist. Yeah. It's not something that's it's not, it's not confirmed. It's not been been greenlit. Yeah, as such, but yeah. Weird industry it's in that way, stressful. then, right? It's just stressful, and I mean, it's you know, I mean, on the sort of bigger picture, you do it because you're, I guess, you sort of have to do it in a yeah. way, the whole thing, and it, but on it's the, not sensible. On the positive, I would genuinely say the shooting of mm. the film, mm. the time in which we were actually filming the film, was the best time of my life. Yeah, that was and, amazing. Yeah, and creatively, and all of that, the most satisfying thing I've ever done. Yeah. As in, I was never, I spent my life. Riddled with anxiety and self doubt and self hate, there wasn't any time for that. Yeah. <laughs> I was so completely yeah. <laughs> engaged and loving this whole thing. Yeah, it's not a bad thing sometimes yeah. to, to not be able to overthink things, particularly yeah. when it's something that you've developed and developed and developed. Therefore, there could be a point where it is that you yeah. just got to do it now. Yeah, and I think there's certainly, I mean, it's a cliche, but there is magic on set when you're yeah. when you're shooting stuff. And you know, we we'd prepared for years for this shoot. Yeah, and and you know, I had prepared in detail every day and I knew exactly what I was doing but still just to get on set and to actually be there with the actors and to 
you know, allow them to improvise and to be fluid with the cameras and like it just felt so right. It felt perfect. Yeah. Like I loved it. I loved and there every was minute a mo- of it. I tell you a thing. You may or may not know this. I've done different jobs with acting, and I hadn't realised because I've been spoiled that sometimes you work with crews who don't give a shit what what the thing who you know it's their job and they're there yeah. to hold the boom or do whatever and they don't care. It's a like, gig, I'm getting yeah. paid and, and my time. I finish at seven. If it overruns, I'm going to charge you. And yeah. and I don't blame people for that. But I've been on jobs where, particularly on a comedy where you have crews who don't care that they're there. And it's really weird because you think, oh, you're not invested in this thing yeah, that we're making. Yeah. This is, you just... And particularly just, when there's any level of improvisation, yeah. it's really hard if, again, you're not getting the, no the laughs. <laughs> you're yeah. not getting the... Yeah. When we did Superbob on day two, I felt there was this thing, it was a moment with me and Catherine Tate where we were improvising. And I could, it was like everyone, I could see out the corner of my head, everyone kind of leaning forward, all the crew. Yeah. And their shoulders shaking because they were laughing so much and then like when we fi- I felt that was the moment then when we finished everyone sort of clapped and it was so great and I thought oh you're all into this now yeah. and it really made it a sort of magical thing because the crew when it got to seven and we had like can we have three more minutes and you yeah. could get charged that everyone's yeah. going no no grab stuff everyone's yeah, grabbing yeah, stuff yeah, trying yeah, to make yeah. the shot work amazing it that's was like when you go yeah. oh this so, is great I yeah. mean now going over to the director's side of this uh, one of the things I thought that jumped out on at me when we were doing co- Corner Boys again, we will get to it but just briefly <laughs> for anyone. Like, I mean, we're we did a, into Corner Boys. <laughs> we did these. Sh- the masterpiece. We do these shorts do called them, Corner Boys. Okay. That's that's two two drug dealers essentially that aren't very good at being drug dealers and they're just on a corner and that's they're on the wrong corner. On the wrong corner, scared to leave, waiting for God. They've been the told. Wire. They've yeah. been told. They can't leave until they sell the drugs, but they don't realise they're on the wrong corner and so, they will never so they're be not a person. Certainly, but was, so one of the things I thought was great on that was you're very, as 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 Brett said, good at working with actors, but you're good at also kind of appeasing the often natural want in the moment to improvise and improvise and improvise and improvise. When there's a point as the director, you've got to go right. That's enough of that shit. You're just being idiots. <laughs> in a polite way, there's a level of that, particularly when it's comedians. And again, people of Catherine Tate's stature and all these, I'd imagine, there's going to be an element of, oh, let's push it a bit further. Let's go a bit further. And there's got to be a point where you kind of go, that, that's that. Or, or, or we'll try this. I remember there was a one thing, I think, on Corner Boys we wanted to do, and you were really quite good of, well, we'll do... We'll do a take of that, and then we'll get back to what's on the script because yeah, we've scripted yeah. it and planned it and all this. Yeah. And how's how's that balancing? Well, I think it's important. I think if you've got a good script, I think it's important to at least give the give the script a shot. Yeah, yeah. and you give it a go. But uh, with all due respect to uh, writers, mm-hmm. uh, Brett, one of the best writers I know, um, it's very very hard to write dialogue. Yeah. If you were to to do a transcript of this conversation that we've had, it would be a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, and you know, it would be written really badly, and the ground I mean, would be just, all over. Would just be... getting my stutter on paper <laughs> yeah. would be I mean, it'd be a nightmare. Yeah, and just the overlap and stuff. And so we don't actually write dialogue, yeah. right? We yeah, write scripts. Yeah. And so I think if you want to kind of get a bit more truth in a scene, I think it is important to <laughs> improvise. Um, and allow actors to improvise, even more so if it's comedy, because you're working with funny people, you've got to let them be funny. And so uh, I would often improvise 
a lot within a scene, but I'd also really like to in, to lead into a scene and then lead out of a scene. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say to the actors, right, well, this scene is starting at X point in, in the action, but let's just take it back a couple of minutes. Let's yeah. work out what happened before, right, and then excellent. you work into yeah. it, and then you work out of it, and then actually the moment in the middle, which is more or less what you've written, will, I think, sparkle a And seem that bit more real. Yeah, yeah that's great. That makes tons of sense, rather than literally... You're walking into camera from a foot off of camera. Yes. You know, let's let's let's, let's like build that. this all together. Yeah. I don't know that. And I really want actors that. to be to be free. Um and to play. Like that's what it's playing, right? They're playing. Yeah. Yeah. They're literally players. So it's allow really, them to play. It's 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 something that I mean Sh- Shane Meadows has always been quite yeah. famous for. But um a guy, um Fergal I worked with on on on, on, on the Arthur film, he'd just done a scene for This Is England. Um, and it was on on this week's episode that's just gone, and he was saying, and that was amazing because it was so loose, and because it or because it didn't have dialogue. They're like, he's like, here's what's happening: you're going to be in this in this caravan, you're going to do some drugs, and then yeah, we'll see where that goes. And then again, they it was intense and dark, and Fergal was saying it's amazing for him because he's like, he's not done that much. He wasn't a big character; he's not done that much. So to have that freedom, and I felt the same on. Uh, uh, with Guy Ritchie, the first scene where we had some some dialogue, literally again, I've done nothing at this point. Hey, I've done, done corner boys. I've done, uh, yeah. I've done yeah. corner, corner boys. boys. Three, I've done a lot. Corner three corner um, boys. Three corner boys at this point. The trilogy. Um, <laughs> a Virgin Media Shorts nominated um, corner boy. Um, and but the fact is, it, before we even started, he was like, "So, so what do we reckon on this?" And having a discussion with us and changing stuff before we've even gone. And I was just like, "I can't believe." I'm being asked my opinion on this. So, yeah. it's, again, it's that yeah. great thing of having that trust, but you even need in smaller because... roles or whatever, to go, right, let's... Yeah. Again, that, or, yeah, again, I guess it's that that um, humbleness to not go, well, here's here's my script. Mm. Well, yeah, Perform, I mean, it's... dance for me. Yeah, it is humbleness, it's sort of, but it's also common sense. Like, yeah. I, I think, unless you're a sort of idiot savant genius... Um, yeah. Hello. But, but, hello. <laughs> uh, perhaps, like... Like, say, Kubrick, for example, yeah, who, yeah. who certainly had his problems but was undoubtedly a film genius. Yeah. And he had to have control yeah. over every element of, of the filmmaking process. And by the way, you should go to the LCC and see the Kubrick archive that's yeah. there. It's incredible. Amazing. Anyway, um, I'm not Kubrick. Uh, most directors aren't Kubrick. And therefore, yeah. if you want to be a good director, the simple key is work with brilliant people and yeah. then encourage and allow them to do their job to the best of their abilities, and no more so than the actors. Exactly, you, yeah. Your actors aren't just props. Your actors are people that are, you're asking to embody a character. Yeah. So you must allow them to do that job. And if you stop them and say, oh, actually, can you put your elbow up there or can you breathe like this and can you, you know, it's like you're yeah. constricting them. Exactly. I mean, it, it, not to keep referencing Shea Meadows, but because this is England's on at the moment, yeah, yeah. it feels like an easy example, but it always feels like he... <laughs> He finds his characters, and like when he's casting them, if you know what yeah, I mean, like yeah, yeah. you're you're that character. So it's yeah. just so there's not there's obviously acting in there. There's loads of acting in there, but it's more going. Here's the character I've got, but I've just met um, a Joe Gilgan, and mm. I want Joe Gilgan to be in this. So well, so, so, so you're now called Woody, but you're Joe, you're, yeah, you're Joe yeah, Gilgan. Yeah. You know, just 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 going the, that that route instead. And as I said, when you're working on Super Bob, you're like. Brett would be great as this, so you can then but have more that freedom than that, I mean, to write. Brett, Brett, well, we were sat. We, I mean, yeah, for the short, yes, we got Brett in, and then and then Brett created the character himself. But when we then developed it into the film, 
it was such a privilege to be able to have the lead actor, uh, the lead character yeah. as the guy writing it yeah. and who would be acting in it. Yeah. So any time we were stuck, we'd just go, well, what's Bob going to do? Brett, we'd get Brett into character and then we could ask Bob. Yeah, Like, you perfect. always had the character there yeah. when we were writing it. So it was, it was really good. I mean, uh, a question for both of you, really. Can Do you remember a specific point um, when we were doing Corner Boys that, you decided to not include me in Super Bob. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> do, you remember, do, you remember, do you remember the exact moment that you were like, let's not... No, 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 no but that's not, get... not fair. That's not <laughs> fair, because if you do remember, we did turn the camera on you yeah. for your bit in Super Bob. Yeah, so yeah, we did include true. you, yeah. and then we cut you out. Yeah, cut me out, so which that's is fair. Different. I thought that's what you were asking That's, fair. Fair. that's yeah. different. <laughs> Tell you were cut out before the period. No, and to be honest... <laughs> and to, no, but to be honest, yeah. I'd genuinely forgotten that we'd filmed that oh, bit, and someone else who was involved, I can't think who, but someone else who's been involved in had seen the, that bit yeah, at some point yeah, it was yeah. like, I, was, I was like no no you're thinking of Corner Boys he was like no <laughs> you were, I was like oh no yeah no I did no we did do that didn't we so thankfully thankfully it was long yeah. after the fact that I was like we had, we had oh, shit, yeah. you. we had to cut you because you're too famous for the world of Sidbox I mean there is that yeah, yeah. it yeah. would have looked it like happens. a sort of star camera yeah. and people would be like what's that That mean yeah, yeah. A, a line but I still, do apologise yeah. that you were <laughs> cut from Sidbox <laughs> but come the sequel <laughs> bit well there we go exciting <laughs> times ahead um, I want to talk now more specifically to, to John it feels like I'm excluding yeah, Brett, I feel like Brett, has Brett a lot here, but we'll get around to Brett because I do yeah. want to talk about undercover and, oh, okay. and 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 Derek and everything else. So I'm happy to talk to John. John, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I just oh, want to talk briefly <laughs> about independent cinema in the UK because mm. um, we had a discussion a while Ooh. ago about it, about the restrictions, about the challenges of getting film mm. distributed, of getting stuff out there, about potential options of getting over that so can we discuss that a little yeah. because as you said the the interesting part that you found when going into film was realizing that someone does all this stuff yeah. and you i touched on it with a comedy as well brett i'm just trying to include you um <laughs> that the, 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 realizing that it's a job and someone look, oh right someone yeah, sat yeah, down yeah. and structured that and with film you're going oh actually someone's planned where that shot comes from it's not just appeared on my screen mm-hmm. realizing there's individual jobs all throughout it and m- most people get that from a film being made point of view but don't really think about everything that goes into it appearing in your cinema in your cinema for 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 one week for two weeks for three weeks only in the independent cinemas on on, on netflix and skybox you know all these yeah. other things that are, are restrictions and things to get over so yeah can we yeah. Discuss that a bit. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting... It's a long question, wasn't long, it? long question, um, uh, but a good one. <laughs> it's an interesting time for independent film in the UK. Yeah. Um, it's a lot... I mean, I don't want to give you... A, I don't want to ramble too much, but yeah. there are there are a few sort of interesting points. One, one is there are more films than ever before being made. Yeah. Certainly at a lower budget level. Um, sort of goes back to what I said at the beginning. Anyone can make a film. Yeah. Everyone's making a film. Now, yeah, I mean, completely. It, it, there seems to be a point where people in England have realised that it doesn't have to be period, therefore big budget, yes, yes. and suddenly there's all these untapped stories and yeah. to be told. Because, oh shit, we stopped telling stories like 70 to 100 years ago, because we're like, oh, everyone has to be 
ye olde. It's like, oh, yeah, loads yeah. of stuff's happened. Well, like, we can tell loads of stories. There's yeah. been a whole so several generations yeah. that we've oh, just stopped because uh, it's British, therefore, yeah, yeah. you know. I remember you talking about that with Riz Ahmed, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. And again, again, he was saying it was it, it's why he has had so much success going to America because it was like in England for so long it's like yeah. oh we didn't really have Asians then yeah <laughs> it's like we've got no jobs for you because yeah. we don't make things that yeah. come after Asian people yeah. came to the country uh, so it's, yeah. whereas in America they make films from or they've not got any any f- a f- a fucking history so they, the, really? they they make stuff that's more modern and recent so yeah, yeah. but yeah um, so, so yeah there's a lot of films which makes it difficult for the distributors I guess to pick yeah. especially on the indie circuit to pick the, the surefire winners because the way a film gets put out into the cinema and what films you get to see, the equation is often sort of su- size of budget, su- um, level of cast, as in how famous mm-hmm. are the people, um, marketing spend, then maybe one or two other things, and yeah. then quality of film. It's sad, isn't it? Again, just yeah. the fact that the, that size of budget is going to be so it's, prevalent, because yeah. it's not the the beginning and end. No, it's not it's, no. Some of the great classics are because of their, their, their minuscule budgets and what they achieve of outside of that. And there are Whereas there's been some shit films that yeah. were huge budgets, but, you know. Of course, and, and, you know, there's a limited amount of cinema space, for sure, right. but now there's a lot of other ways of seeing films. There's VOD, obviously, DVD's been around a long mm-hmm. time. You can access films a lot more easily. But another problem that we've got that I think people don't talk about as much, um, and I am as guilty as the next man, is that British people don't watch... British films mm-hmm. and I think it's part of the innate escapism of the cinema yeah. or of movies so I yeah. always think of movies as like a little 90 minute holiday and so if I'm given the choice between um, The Rock's greatest wonderful outing or yeah. an indie little um, British film about um, I don't know uh, a kid on the run from his abusive father I'm going for The Rock nine times out of ten and it's tough because it's on it, it, it's it's a problem on both sides of the scale because it's that's problem on the on on the big Hollywood side of it. But yeah. equally, if you're a film nerd, you're going to be like, I'm going to watch this French film, yeah. or I'm going to watch. Do you know what I mean? You're going to yeah. go for world cinema rather than than British, yeah, because it's it sits in the middle. If you're yeah. a real film nerd, then you'll be like, if it's not got subtitles, yeah. uh, I ain't bothering. Yeah. But then the other way, if it's not this huge blockbuster, yeah. so it's weird that British cinema sits in such a, it's a middle ground that's not even the the cool underground necessarily. Yeah. It's 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 neither. And and I, and I think that is part of the problem. And and it's and it's also difficult for for like the non art house genre filmmakers, of which I'd like to be one. Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm Superbob is a not an art house movie. Yeah. Like Superbob yeah. is a fun, feel good, funny movie. And that's fine. And that's, that's fine, acceptable. right? I mean that's yeah. good. Like you should go and watch that, but it's difficult. It's, 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 it's part of what my film night at the Prince Charles has always been about. Yeah. It's like it's films that are just good and sometimes they'll be art house films, but sometimes they won't. But it's just it's just yeah. good stuff. It doesn't matter that that it's yeah, that that everyone's seen it or no one's so yeah. it's like it's just enjoyable. Yeah. S- say anything has been my favourite thing to screen. Yeah. It's in no way outhouse, but it's so lovely yeah, and so great. great. And so many people came to that and had never ever heard of it. Or like, yeah. what is this? What yeah, what yeah. is this wonderful thing? Yeah. And yeah, it, it shouldn't be about that. I've got tons of mates. I'm not going to name names. Shall I? No, I'm name, not going to name, name names. One. Uh, this guy, a yiller who worked on my record uh, <laughs> on my on my first. He's lovely. He's a good mate, but he is really or would come under the film nerd or film buff type area but it means he can't go and enjoy like these wonderful marvel films coming yeah. out because it's not in that area it's Dang. not on in 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 the guides 
smaller list yeah, that's got yeah, the bits yeah. where it's not even doing a full right but you know the you know going to yeah. the, the, the the real niche bits it's like it shouldn't be a restriction like that yeah yeah odd, odd thing here but Taken seemed to be a film that managed to span both yeah <laughs> Weirdly, all your little film nerd and kind of cool lighthouse kids seem to be all right with Taken, right. yet it was also yeah. your Hollywood blockbuster yeah, type thing. Anyway, we're going hugely off topic. Let's yeah, let's continue yeah. on. But yeah, that weird restriction of British people not really being that up for watching it's British odd. films. And, uh, like I said, I do empathise because film is escapism and maybe part of the British psyche is they don't want to watch Britain mm-hmm. because they feel it's not escapism, yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. is a shame because actually films like Superbob are escapism. They are holiday films, is yeah. what I would yeah. call them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's just there's there's a there's a lot of there's a big supply, there's a lot of movies. Um, uh, British British films traditionally don't do that well at the box office, and so it's difficult to get um, British films out in front of, in front of people. But you can do it, yeah. you can do it, and and we're doing it at Super Bob. Like we're you know we're we're having a theatrical run, um, and uh, you know we've got great support. Um, sort of, the, uh, especially like VOD and DVD support and yeah. stuff. So it's you know it's going to be available. I mean, for I, th- people I, to see. I think also. I mean, I say this about live gigs a lot and in many different situations, but I genuinely think people need to take more responsibility. The public who are listening yeah, now yeah. need to take more responsibility because a lot of people. Again, it's. It, I don't mean it in a in a, t- a t- telling you off way because m- money is money and it's tight yeah. and mm. budgets and whatnot. But I do feel. Films like Super Bob, in you know specifically Super Bob, but films <laughs> like Super Bob, you should be making an effort to go and see them at, at the cinema. Yeah, American yeah. film Dope recently came out. Dope, uh, that, I thought did, it was, I thought it was amazing, amazing. Yeah. and it was one that and um and and the Wolf Pack. Yeah. Oh yeah, were both films. I thought I probably, I'm, I'm probably not going to benefit that much more from seeing it on a big screen than watching it at home, but it was important for me to go and pay to see it on the big screen yeah. to show that these films should keep being made. They do have a market. They don't have to be straight on demand or whatever else. These these, these should be having actual budgets and well, support. Yeah. And Super Bob is made for the big screen. I remember in yeah, the early stages completely. I said to John, shouldn't, we, shouldn't you be, like, he was storyboarding it and stuff, and I said, shouldn't you be making this for an iPhone? Yeah. You know what I mean? He was like, no, we're going to get it in the cinema. And it looks... It's, yeah, it's a big screen film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks big. I remember this big. <laughs> as some as some discussion along that on when Bob's first about to take off, and it's this amazing, dramatic, and it's a mm. this big screen a, a, a moment. It's like, yeah, that's 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 how it should be, and that's how you should you should go, I guess. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think you should. No matter what you're doing as a filmmaker, you should be making it for the cinema, even if it will never see the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it will only ever end up on your phone, you should make it feel as big as it would. I just feel like cinema. I'm constantly working for a company that is in charge of all the cinemas because I just I'm the biggest advocate of the cinema. I think I, I go <laughs> so regularly. I love just the experience yeah. of cinema, and I think it is important because I think in this day and age where it's so tempting or easy to still. Um, entertainment, yeah, it, it 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 gives it that special feel. You're not just watching it on your laptop or on your phone and not mm. paying attention or whatever. You're in yeah, there. You're, you're in there in. in this moment, and it means that much more. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, all of these w- w- wouldn't mean as much to you now mm. if you hadn't watched them in this grand and amazing situation. That's there's darkness. There's nothing else to distract you. You're not looking at your phone. You're not. Yeah. Looking around your living room, you're not popping the kettle on. You're in darkness with just that, and yeah. the sound all around you. It's yeah. and you're you're. It's also like not even just. I thought it when we had that Super Bob uh, when yeah. we were there for that screening. 
is it was like not only because it's a comedy, and so if you're watching that on your laptop on your own, it's very different than if you're watching it with a crowd of yeah. people, just like a live gig. If you watch stand up on DVD on your own, you'll sort of appreciate it, but you'll rarely laugh. But it's if you so were, much better with other people. Although, may I say that if you watch of... if you watch Super Bowl on your own on a laptop, you're definitely going to laugh. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, it's great. But what I mean <laughs> is, there's also that thing of a crowd as an audience yeah. together. There's a communal thing. There was a, there's a moment in Super Bowl which I won't spoil where I felt not a funny bit, where a sort of slightly moving bit, and I felt everyone moved towards... Yeah. You could feel this whole shift in the whole room, and it was like, oh, it was beautiful. It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? And you wouldn't... You, you only have that when you become a mob. Yeah. <laughs> so, so how was it being there for Superbob on the big screen? Because you've done a lot of, 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 of really good stuff, but so much of it has been on TV. Yeah. So it's a completely different experience, really, I guess, of it goes mm-hmm. out and you're waiting to get a phone call... From your mum, or from, yeah. or a tweet of people saying, "I saw you in this and that." Yeah. So how was that? Oh, what being in the room? For being that's in the room and oh, it being the up there. The first time was really, really, really terrifying, and I sweated a lot at yeah. the back of the room. And I guess when they first laugh, you think, "Oh, okay," because it's different. Because yeah. I'm used to stand up where I can yeah. at least call it. Yeah. You know, if you're not into it, I can say, "Well, you're not enjoying it. it." Yeah, no, it's committed. That's but a set that you have is, to do. Yeah. yeah, the film is locked. And yeah. I can't run up to the screen and go, oh, okay, speed, we'll speed through this bit. Yeah, this bit, you're not going to get this bit. <laughs> yeah. if you, I think you missed yeah, the, the, like that, the, the, this reference like this in that bit, but, you know. <laughs> I'll change it, I'll change the ending. But then the first laugh made you relax a bit, and then as the laughs are going on, a did bit. you kind of want to go and stand stand next to the screen and be a bit... No, <laughs> no, no. Cheers, man, I know, no. I know. Classic. Uh, I found it, I mean, it's very over... Uh, that first screen, it was very, yeah. like, genuinely sort of overwhelming and sort of... And I also... Because I couldn't, because we were at the back, and I remember a moment of thinking, "Are they lagging this?" And then when it finished, there was such a like, it was so, such a lovely fucking applause from everyone, and they all turned to us, and it was like, oh, and I remember thinking as we had to walk down the street, you know, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it was really like, I could have cried, yeah, if I were that sort, yeah, you know what I mean? It was very moving. I mean, you're welling up now, yeah, yeah, let it out. Um, so uh, can we? Get some more of what was the difference you found in 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 the actual the work process between yeah. film and TV because you were in Derek yeah um, a, a, a wonderful in Undercover which I really had Tom Davis on and we were discussing Undercover yeah, was I love Undercover. was great yeah um, and, uh, and 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 just or your Again, you're in a lot of stuff at the moment. You're on. You've got too much space on my Sky Plus Plus box right now. Um, like I say, you more you more than my mum, who has not watched Undercover. I was going to say, to be fair, just because it's on my Sky Plus box doesn't mean I've watched it. No, but um, means you're thinking about it. <laughs> no, I have watched it. I, have watched it. I really enjoyed Undercover. I, yeah, I, I like thought it was great, and I wasn't good. sure how it would be. I don't know why I was. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I saw the trailer, and the trailer didn't. Grab me, but watching right. it, I thought it was yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, I loved making that. So, how was let's just get on a bit of of, of Derek. How was working oh. on that? Because you've got in the first series, you've got Pilkington in there, you've yeah. got Gervais in there, you've got Gittins in there. I mean, and so many great my, people. Was my big, you know, I mean, it was fucking huge. Yeah, doing Derek, and also genuinely, genuinely, genuinely working with your heroes and yeah. meeting people you've. I remember I got a phone call, I was in my house, and I do, I think, and I could be wrong about this, but I think it is because of the Superbob short that I got this casting, because I think the casting director had seen the short and 
Ricky Gervais said, I'm looking for this type of guy. Yeah. And he's, she said, oh, well, I've just seen this. And anyway, I literally was in my kitchen. I think I was writing and I heard my phone rang. It was quite late. And they said, my agent said, do you, uh, can you, do you want to go and meet with Ricky Gervais tomorrow in his office? And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, yes. Yes, please. And they sent like nothing. They sent like sort of five lines because it was all secret. And, yeah. And, uh, and then I went, I've told this, do you want this story? Let's hear it. Okay. So then I went to his office and I remember being so like, because you are thinking this is potentially massive and I'm about to meet Ricky Gervais who I've loved and I love the office and I've seen it a billion times and, you know, I'm sort of a huge fan and I'm about to go in his office. And I remember this is how much of I knew about him because he was on Room 101 once and he said he hated people being late. So I got there 40 minutes early. Brilliant, brilliant. Because of Room 101. But, so I also thought, oh, I'll get there knowledge. early, and then I'll have 40 minutes to not freak out. Yeah. But I got there early, and they went, oh, come in, go straight in. So I wasn't ready. Oh, damn it. And I walked in, and Ricky was behind his desk, looking like Ricky Gervais. Yeah. And, uh, it's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, and he went, hello. And he sort of looked me up and down, and I really thought, he thought, this is the paranoia in my head, he thought, oh, no, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> And I had shaved. I had a beard and I'd shaved did, it all off. Did you think he recognised you f- from a stand-up show that had gone bad in front of 10 people? <laughs> yeah. He was like, you ruined it's my like, week. It's that guy I've heard of that did that gig. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't take your life like you said you would. <laughs> uh, and anyway, and, and, I, and I was so uh, sort of overwhelmed. And then I did something genuinely awkward. I, they said, take a seat. But there was a seat, like, really far away from everyone and not with them. And I went over here and they went yeah if you like and so I sat over there but I think I was supposed to pick up the chair and bring it but I didn't really understand so I ended up sitting so far away from everyone and as I sat down I thought oh this is wrong definitely wrong but I've worked. committed now yeah and uh, and then just look relaxed well, there was silence we all sat there in silence and then the casting director said uh, oh you've shaved um, uh, we we were expecting you to have a beard and I went oh I was told I was told maybe to take it off cause so, so you could so I'd be clean shaven. And she went, well, I'm sure it will grow back. And I said, literally my words were, yeah, so this is the thing. <laughs> and, uh, and it was so awkward. And I thought, this is like a scene out of yeah. the office. I thought, and I actually think that is why Ricky probably liked me because he thought, this yeah. is the most awkward. This is literally like watching one of my... It's like, I'm not even going to have to write this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just sling him in each and then, time. And then scum. they called me. And then I improvised with him and... We did some stuff and it was great. And then I went back the second time to do a chemistry read with Kerry Godman, who plays yeah. Hannah. And I know her, I knew her from stand-up. And so she caught, she texted me and said, we, we've got a thing tomorrow. But we were both so nervous about whether we say we know each other, right, whether that yeah. would affect it or not, whether he'd be like, oh, well, if you already know each other, I'm not interested. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. when we got there, when I got to the office, he was like, this is Kerry. And I was like, hello, Kerry. <laughs> nice to meet you. Brilliant. Good to meet you. Oh, so you did, you lied. Yeah, I think I, I think we, I think maybe at the end we sort of went. Have, we, yeah, we've met. I think we've met. We did. We've done some gigs. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, had Christmas together. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we're married. We're married. <laughs> we were. We were texting last night. Is, yeah, that, yeah. is that you? Is that <laughs> uh, and Amazing. Then, well, and then uh, the yeah. So then then I left that audition. Second one. I don't know whether to tell this on the thing because it's a bit dark. But well, the thing Go was, on, it's fine. You're right. The truth is, and it's a bit like you're a moment when you got the thing. So I left the second casting with Kate, and it had really... Sometimes you never know. I've had yeah. so many 
I've got jobs where I thought it has gone terribly, yeah. and I've not got jobs where I thought it's gone amazing. But in that one in particular, the second one with Kerry and, and Ricky, he'd laughed so much, and it had been so lovely, and it felt right, and he sort of, at the end, he kind of said something like, yeah, really, really good, really good, and I thought, yeah. I don't know if you said that to everyone, maybe you do, and I left, and I called my agent, and I said, I felt like it, I said, I hate saying this, but I feel like it went really well, and he went, oh, don't even think about it he said even if we hear, we won't hear for six weeks so forget it and he said everyone's come out saying that you're not just yeah. forget it and I walked around and maybe I think it was like 20 minutes later my phone rings and it's him agent and he says uh, you got you got the part and honestly my first thought was I hope I get hit by a bus because yeah. I was so frightened of oh this is actually this thing that you've always wanted, you've always it's been... It's actually happening now. It's actually happening. It's so terrifying that yeah. you could now fuck it all up and be... Mm. Like, I thought, if I get him on a bus, people go, oh, he had a lot of potential, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he was, yeah. He was, but to go, oh, uh, this is really happening. At least you get that, that credit of, yeah, oh, yeah. It just, he was just yeah. broke, it just broke. Yeah, instead of going, oh, he was genuinely terrible. I mean, which, yeah. <laughs> James Dean did, like, two or three f- films, yeah. you know. He's very good, but... He could yeah. have been shit. He could have, he could have turned out to be an awful, awful actor, exactly. but absolute icon yeah, and legend. Exactly. It's like you were thinking that you were thinking I, I could be James. It was so fr- I mean, I didn't think that for long, but yeah. that was my my my. Fr- I then went yay, <laughs> but yeah. The, yeah, but yeah, between yeah. the news and yay was a moment of I have a get it for us. And how was it then to actually do it? Because it seemed like a lot of fun. Oh, it was really was it a fun really crew fun. to work with. Because again, that's exactly I'd imagine you. It's it, everyone's got these targets that they want but as you said it's then scary to go and do it because what if it isn't yeah. a, a what you wanted a Billy Bragg had talked about this in the podcast he's saying he's really lucky because he got everything he wanted and it made him happy oh. and he said the struggle is seeing a musicians who have always wanted all this then they get it and they're still unhappy and yeah. then what the fuck do you do then <laughs> at least if you never achieve it you're going yeah. that's what I want yeah, if yeah. you get it and you're like oh shit it's as rubbish as everything else I'm still then that's that's horrible. So yeah. there's that fear when you get a big break, but then when you go and get it, and it's it is what you wanted, and it is enjoyable, oh, and everyone's great. lovely, and you get to. And look, I was hanging out with them. like my my favourite people, Kerry, Kerry, and Brian. Yeah, David. Yeah, you know they have two. Of my I refuse favorite. to call him David. He's Brian yeah. to me forever. Rick, Kerry and Brian, and then <laughs> and Ricky Gervais and Carl Pilkington, and 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 Vicky. And yeah, she's called Holly in real life. <laughs> <laughs> and my nan, the woman who played my nan, who I worked with the other yeah. day, Nanette. You know, it was such a nice, and genuinely, it always is with jobs. If you if you're with great people, it's a fucking great time. Yeah, right? and and I found something. I'm not sure I've told this story before, but I find it fascinating that Ricky Gervais, who has such a legacy and such a you know, he created one of the greatest things of all time. Mm. When I did my first take on Derek, I did what I did. I was excited and nervous. I did what I did, and he went action, and I did it. And he went, cut, great, let's move on. And I went, what? And he went, oh, it's brilliant, let's move on. And I went, don't you want to see something else? And he went, no. He said, I I don't want loads of options in the edit. Uh That was really great. And I thought, wow, to be that sort of... He said, just use the force. I was like, well, to be that free and not so scared of, well, we should get it 20 times just in case, just in case, was really interesting to see. On something of that size that he cared so little about you. Um, (laughs) It's, it's kind of uh, fascinating. Yeah. 
That'll do, yeah. <laughs> no, so was there, is there different um, nerves and expectation when that's airing? Because that's a huge thing, yeah. but it's not your baby as such, whereas yeah. Super Bob is a smaller thing compared to something that Gervais has made. I'm not yeah, yeah. trying to yeah. be insulting at all there. It's a smaller thing, but fuck, it's your... It's oh, yeah, everything I mean, I'm you... absolutely, you know, bricking myself. The only thing is with Super Bob is it's been so long, you know, it's been five and a half years in the making. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a huge thing of, well, I really hope people like it. It's really good. And watch it. They will, I promise. Uh, but but I, was, I mean, I had a lot of relief because I, t- yeah. I tweeted about it before I'd, seen the, the, um, before I'd seen the premiere. Well, so I was well. like, you know, this could be... I've, I've, you know, <laughs> we've had that a lot. It's like I can keep tweeting about yeah, it now. Yeah. It's like the, the tweeting didn't just stop. It's, yeah, it's like, yeah. I know, no, I know it's good now. I can now be a hipster going, we've, oh, oh, what, you've not heard of Super Bowl? <laughs> we had a lot of that from because, you know, we, we are good friends. And so we, you know, yeah. our friends, most of their feedback to us after watching it was, thank fuck it's good. Because <laughs> yeah. can you imagine how awkward it would be, yeah. like, to have two of your, your good friends yeah. make something awful for five years? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my and God, And then have to be, be all right, OK. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote the first, or, or one of the only scripts I've actually written. Um, I'm, I'm planning to write tons of scripts, but I never get round to it. Yeah. But um, I wrote a script years ago, and the pure point of the script was similar to that awkwardness and horribleness, because I'd written this story that just becomes a perpetual loop. So it never actually ends. Yeah. And the plan was wow. to just keep playing it, but make sure I'm seated right by the exit and <laughs> just see who, how long it takes my friends, family, loved ones to go, I'm going to make a move now. Um, <laughs> and just keep it going and going, just purely for that to be... Oh, my God. All right, you're not... It's, I mean, yeah. it's not finished yet, but, but just having it, that, that, yeah. see how long it takes to clear the... Sounds like a Turner Prize winner to really? me. It was only ten minutes. Yeah, in, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was like, I could literally, people wouldn't have to put up with more than an hour. Who's going <laughs> to sit through six times to see if it changes in any way? But, yeah, I'll, I'll make that at some point. Um, so, I want to know as well a little bit about the, the journey, the post... The, I mean, you get that excitement of, of we've yeah. wrapped, we've edited it, yeah. we've finished it, it's amazing. Yeah. And then I saw it fucking months ago and it's not <laughs> yeah, out yet yeah, yeah. so w- yeah. what goes on in between that I mean the good bit that goes on is you've won film festivals and awards and been yeah. been huge praise yeah uh, what's the process of that you have your premiere and that was at a film festival yeah. is that kind of to start to get the interest within the industry yeah. and all that and then the film festivals become the same thing of touring about to go look look it's good kind of yeah. thing you know yeah, spending yeah. some months doing that and that's getting basically that. it it's basically to, to kind of get the word out about the film and, and yeah we've been lucky enough to play at dozens of festivals and, and win quite a lot of awards and we've been yeah. closing night film or opening night film a, a lot of them yeah. Um, and yeah it's basically to get the word out and then you know you're also films pick up distribution deals at different parts of the cycle yeah so you know we we i mean without getting into too much detail we sort of had something that didn't quite work out so we picked something else up and you know so there was a bit of a delay in that um but that was fine because the film was playing fairly regularly in in festivals yeah um and yeah now um and now i'm just (laughs) glad for it to be coming out i mean are you nervous can i ask sorry me Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course i am yeah. I'm absolutely terrified. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's really horrendous. Are we just going to hold each other on October 16th? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, that's the good thing. It, it, it sounds like a, a disclaimer now on my mistaking of the date, 
but this podcast goes out on October 14th. That's where Does that's it? where that was in my head. Yes. So the exciting part of that, and oh again, my God. in the intro or outro, I might have more information on it. But we're looking at doing a screening at my. I mean, it's going to be on at the at the, at the Prince Charles. Are I they hope putting so. it on? Yeah. They're, they're, they're well, planning to put it on, and I'm. Oh, we're trying to work it so it's part of my film club, which yeah. I do there monthly, which again I talk about on here a lot. Yeah. So it'd be lovely if, if we could do that, but as we've not sorted it out yet, yeah. <laughs> because we're recording this a month earlier, yeah. um, I'll put information on that at the beginning or lovely. end of Thank this. You. But yeah. yeah, that'd be a, a wonderful thing to get to yeah. to watch you squirm again. Yeah. And, oh, I'd love it. And then yeah. to get to ask you questions in front of a crowd yeah, and, and make you go that. through that. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. It'd, be, it'd, it'd be great fun. So yeah, hopefully... We'll have details of that. But and then also we play this entire me... podcast before the film, yeah, right? Yeah, In its, its entirety. It's, it's and... one of the Prince Charles Cinemas All-Nighters. It's going to be all, all three episodes of Corner Boys. Right. Um, <laughs> hey, we should do that, though. Yeah. If we <laughs> play Super Bowl Prince That's Charles, let's do Corner idea. Boys at the beginning. That's, That's a good idea. idea. Don't you think? I mean, the beauty here is they're hearing a night come together that hopefully, yeah. hopefully at the end happens. they'll literally be able to order a ticket for. <laughs> In fact, as we're saying this, because I put this on Acast and there's links, as we're saying this, you may be able to buy a ticket before we've even oh, put the concept together of the it. night. Let's do that. That's a great idea. That'd be great fun. That's a lovely idea. I'm bang up for that. Great. Done. Let's do that. That's a done deal then. Um, <laughs> so, so what's ahead? I mean, obviously you probably can't see past October as, as 16th yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, but what's ahead? Uh, have you got any projects you can talk about, can't talk about? Is there a hope of Super Bob continuing? I mean, M- M- Marvel, um, I don't think they are contractually allowed to ever do one film of anything. <laughs> it has to be multiple. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'd love to see a, 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 a Super Bob in the in the final Avengers film. That doesn't come out till 2019. Oh, so really? That's my so dream. if you can get signed up, if you can get snapped up by Marvel to be... Yeah, <laughs> yeah we like that. Yeah. So what's the plan? Yeah, is it, is it... Would there be potential for more? Yes. I mean, look, we would... Um, we would love to make more... One of the things that we're, we're exploring at the moment is maybe doing a TV version. Yeah, and we think there's a lot of um, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, sort of potential in the world. And yeah. my top line pitch, which I think is actually the perfect TV show, is Daredevil meets The Office. Yeah. I mean, Brilliant. can you imagine that? Yeah, amazing. Imagine da- can that? you imagine Daredevil at the office? Daredevil yeah. just doing it. his paperwork. <laughs> no, Brett, <laughs> the, the office. office. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was sniggering before you said that because I, I selfishly have an idea that involves the future of Super Bowl oh, that, right. that, that shoehorns me into oh, it. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you off podcast okay. just just, okay. just in case. But, just in case um, there's just silence. Just, as soon as you yeah. start to say a TV series, so like, I've been thinking about this thing that you could do. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, so, so we, yeah, we, we, would, we would love to continue the, uh, continue the, the journey. I would yeah. like to make the some more Corner Boys. Super Bob. More Corner Boys, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Corner Boyhood we're doing, aren't we? We've been 12 years of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, beautiful. Uh, we, we would like to make another film. We we have uh, an idea. Yeah, have you got other other things in the pipeline? Yeah. In mind? Not to put too big comparisons on you, but yeah. I always remember hearing the different points at which um, and Nick and Simon wrote mm. um, uh, Hot Fuzz yeah. when they were like still waiting for Sean or having a conversation before the premiere of Sean and the Dead about this yeah. other idea they've yeah. got and things like yeah. that so uh, would that be, be something you'd would it, you'd be interested in not kind of just going 
we want it to be a continuation of this. Oh, you know, just going that right, not to again, not to compare or contrast, no, but yeah, to yeah, go right. Let's let's this. we've got other ideas we can yeah about yeah. this. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got no doubt that. Well, I I have inherent. Uh, doubt and self-loathing <laughs> as we all do right but but assuming I continue to have a career in film yeah. I have no doubt that that career will always involve Brett yeah. to some extent I yeah. mean I'm not going to lay it down now but I'm assuming that almost every film I make Brett will pop up at some point yeah. feel free to correct me and how ironic it would be if we end up something all, anyway no, I'm glad you've got this on tape yeah that's <laughs> recorded that's, that's the deal would you have you got any interest in stepping in front of the camera such uh, a substantially no. again I did in Super Bob yeah, yeah. Not, you weren't the only one to get cut oh really you weren't the only one Pip I cut myself out of Super Bob <laughs> I did a scene and it was horrendous I did a scene with Brett and Catherine yeah um and good, it's in the extras, good. it's in the DVD extras, so buy, buy the DVD, watch the extras, Excellent. I'm, I'm in it. Um, and I just corpsed, like, I just started laughing so badly, and, and um, I'm sure you both know, and you know, the, the people at home, that if, if, you, if you start laughing on camera, it's weird, like, you can't stop. And it becomes like, like and everyone else has stopped, and then it's embarrassing, then it's all, you might as well be wetting yourself. Yeah. You know, yeah. like... It's yeah. not fun. No one's having yeah. fun anymore. Yeah. <laughs> just, you're just laughing and you can't Poss- stop. Like possibly, incontinence. Possibly the or equaling the most I've ever laughed was was when we were filming yeah, yeah. Corner Boys and Corner we were Boys doing the bit, oh, about, it, Pat, the bit yeah. about the bee and we just couldn't. Yeah. We, we just couldn't get it. And you were not having fun anymore at all, John. <laughs> and me and Brett both just, just we literally. Yeah. Had, so I, don't, I don't think any of it have that ever made it. I don't in, think we ever got it. But uh, just the, the what if I see a bee, um, which doesn't <laughs> sound funny at all. But it was just ah. Oh, <laughs> It was just painful, true, yeah. and generally over and over and over again. It was like, becomes yeah. and then trying trying to relay that to someone yeah, afterwards. Yeah. They're like, yeah. "All right," and, <laughs> and that kept making you exactly. laugh. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. what that's what kept making so, you laugh. Yeah, I think if I got over that, yeah, I, I mean, maybe, uh, maybe I'd get in front of camera again. I don't know. Very good, John. Thank you, Brett. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to 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 mention or push or or, or promote? Otherwise There's that we'll film Super Bowl coming out, October Super Bowl, oh, October yeah, Super Bowl. 16th. You see that. Uh, please go the opening weekend to the cinema to see it. Yeah, um, I, I genuinely just... think that's, again, it, it, it's hugely important because we seem to be getting more and more screens and, and less and less films yeah, in the cinema. Um, because there's t- 2D and 3D and all these other mm. things, it's like the same film will be on two or three screens in a lot of these cinemas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. There's some great films, but you rarely go into even the big blockbusters and the screens are full. Yeah. So why not? You know, uh, there should be more variation, but the, I'd, I'd imagine the reason for that is is them just cutting their margins down and cutting their losses or whatever. Whereas if you can show and support independent films on that opening weekend, it then dictates how, uh, the, does it dictate how long it's, it runs for? Yeah, and, can do. Yep. Yeah, yeah, can do. Yeah, no. I mean, yeah, the Friday. Important. I mean, the Friday dictates how long it'll run for. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the amount of tickets sold. Will so be it's Wednesday now. <laughs> yeah, go for it. What's the best way to find game. out if it's on near you? The, Do you know? Uh, well, you can check the website, superbob.co.uk. Oh, well, that have a listing. That's, yeah. Again, that's perfect. Because particularly in London, it can genuinely be tough. Because if you're looking through mm. on an app each yeah. different cinema or, yeah. or what's on, you, you're looking for a specific film, but you can't search yeah, yeah. that film. But yeah, that's great that you can just go on the website Both and the go, yeah. here's where it's going to be. Um, but thanks to you, Pip, you've always been a great supporter of the movie. Thank you very much. Good. And, and as an independent filmmaker, thanks for supporting independent cinema. No problem yeah. at all. Thank it's you. my pleasure. As yeah. said, it's purely because I want to sh- sh- shoehorn myself yeah, into really something I see as, very, as having great potential. So <laughs> thank you very much for coming and chatting. Thanks Cheers. for having us. Thanks, Pip. 
You've been listening to Scrooge's Pits, the Scratched Pieces. There you have it. How lovely of Brett and John. I was worried that I was going to get too chummy and just be hanging out with mates because I, I genuinely love those guys. But that's one of my favourite podcasts to date. Um, I just thought... <laughs> this is harsh now, but no offence to Brett, I thought John was so fascinating. Um, yeah, just absolutely amazing. He was constantly... All the insights to how the British f- f- film industry works, I found, yeah, absolutely amazing. So hope you enjoyed that. As I mentioned earlier, October Sunday, October 18th, we're doing a Sunday show, and we're doing it at 5.25, I think, around half five-ish. Um, but that's because we... We wanted to be able to get Brett there and John there and to be able to have time to screen Corner Boys beforehand and then Super Bob and then a Q&A afterwards. So please snap them tickets up. And as you will have heard from the podcast now, the important thing there as well is if you snap the tickets up, then it increases its chances of getting screened longer and getting just more love and more attention and more support and more films like this get to be made. So yeah, if if you're ever going to come to any of my film clubs come to this one i do it every month so i'll genuinely say if there's only one time you're going to come then i'd rather you came to this one than any other so yeah come along to that and i'll see you all then um i should mention we've got we are lizards um on the 24th that's my club night um saturday the 24th that's at the book club saturday the 24th of october come along to that i'll be playing all of your favourite songs whilst wearing a rubber lizard mask. And then on the 26th, as I've mentioned a million times, is the live podcast. So it's a crazy little few weeks there, actually. So on the Sunday, the 18th, is the film club. Then the following Saturday is We Are Lizards. And the following Monday is Distraction Pieces Live. for the As a one-off, the only ever Distraction Pieces Live. Unless it goes really well, and then I might do more. But um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Subscribe. Do all that good stuff. I haven't even mentioned how well the uh, the Garth Ennis episode went down. Damn, that was exciting for me. Oh, I'm glad everyone was as hyped as me about it. It's the the biggest response I've ever had to one that I've... I revealed it on the Monday, I think. And I had over 100 excited nerds commenting. And then it's obviously it's had tens of thousands of downloads. But um, yeah, thank you for enjoying that. Next week's another crazy exciting one. It's someone I've had requests for a few times. It's a genuine legend of UK hip hop, possibly the most a legendary. It's Mr. Roots Maneuver. Um, again, a kind of rare, a, a long interview. You don't get a lot of long interviews with Roots. I managed to get an hour of his time, and we sat down and talked over, yeah, everything from the beginning of his career to where things are now. His views and opinions on the way, amazingly open and candid. Like quite happy to say when he things he thinks things have worked and haven't worked. So yeah, check that out next week. Please subscribe. All that good stuff. But until then, I'm Scroobius Pip. You can find me at Scroobius Pipio on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com/slash Scroobius Pip. You can find the Distraction Pieces podcast on Twitter. That's at Distraction Cast, and it's on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Distraction Pieces Podcast. Um, check us out come and engage chat share stuff be part of this it's amazing how this is a growing a growing family i love it i love you i'll see you next week ta-ta